So guys, one of my favorite shirts that I see not too often, but there's a shirt that says procrastinators unite dot, dot, dot tomorrow. I always chuckle <laughs> when I see this shirt because it's like, man, that is the perfect way to describe <laughs> what a, a procrastinator would think. Hey, let's do this, guys. Maybe a little bit later, we can get together and get it done. Right now is tough because I've got some, you know, some things going on, but. Get, let's watch one more show. Yeah. And then we'll do it. <laughs> do you guys have like specific ways that you find yourself procrastinating? When we're watching 30 Rock at the end of the day and my body is saying, please just go to bed. Just, it starts even to try to sleep, but then Jack Donaghy Liz Lemon, they wrote me right back in, and I just sometimes I'll just watch one more episode. I procrastinate my own sleep. How ludicrous is that? That is really <laughs> counterintuitive. It's like, yeah, that that's a good one. I I find that I procrastinate things when I have a, so much to do. I kind of get this like. I kind of freeze, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. It's so much. I don't even know where to begin. And so I just kind of like start organizing Google Drive <laughs> folders. You know, that's kind of my MO. It's happy, yeah, something that just really brings place. you uh, just a core level of delight. Just become, like I watch TV, other people, you know, they go snack or they talk to a friend, but Courtney, Oh, boy, I need to Straight escape to this chaos. Let me just get cozy in a Google Drive folder for a little while and forget about the world. Listen, I mean, you want to talk about going deep. I mean, nothing, though, is like more controllable than like a file folder system. Like, I'm sorry. Let me move files around. That is so controllable. Sometimes these these big projects are big things. You got to do deep work. It's It's not, you know? <sighs> there's some people out there though. They're listening and they're like, I'm with you. Okay. So like, what was the shirt? What did the shirt say? Procrastinators, you know, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I need like, you know, Google drive folder, you know, escape ist unite (laughs) shirt. (laughs) I, I, sorry to break in here. I had the house to myself for the first time in probably two years for about three hours on Saturday. And I had a proposal I needed to write, but guess what I did instead? Ooh, I was outside picking up. I was outside picking up dog poop in our yard. That's terrible. I was like, "This is really important." Nick, is this your go-to? This is really important. I need to do this right now. Oh my gosh! Okay, uh, for the record, that just, was way re- worse than Google Drive. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I really was like, "Well, this thing that I need to do, I, it needs to happen now, not." This important th- business thing I need to get taken care of. So, uh, what's it's the real. Worst? The real, everybody. What's really bad though is like when you're procrastinating something and then when you actually do it, it's so easy and you get it done in no time. And you're like, why have I been torturing myself mm, yes. about that thing that actually didn't take any effort or any time? I just had to sit down and do it, but I instead tortured myself about it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it just goes to prove that there is, you know, an alternate approach that you can take to eliminate the threat of procrastination. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We have four strategies to walk you through, maybe a fifth, but we won't get to that one till later. But don't. Love it. (laughs) Four strategies. Love it. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. I didn't laugh out loud, but I was laughing so hard on the inside. 
This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday to my comrades. Happy Monday unto you, sir. Yeah, I, you know, last episode we talked about Blake catching the claps on that intro song. I tried to do that. It's harder than it sounds. So for everybody listening, if you want to join us on trying to hit the claps... It's like a little double clap, right, Blake? Blake is not hitting the clap. Not, I, w- I, I was so nailing. I was, like, I was nailing the claps. You're experiencing <laughs> a delay in what the audio routing to my ears versus the blame visual. it on the Wi-Fi. I was nailing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think today's topic is a really good one. I think a lot of people, we all, you know, have moments where we procrastinate. And so I think it's going to be really helpful for whatever stage of life for anybody. Gosh, even my five-year-old, she procrastinates. And so I think this will be really good uh, and timely uh, in the like, what's it called when you're in this part of winter where it just drags on and on and you're like, is it ever going to end? Um, what's Blake's? Is it doldrums? Are you wearing the we're in the doldrums of the winter? Doldrums right now? of winter. That's exactly what I was thinking. Thank you, verbs. It, it feels like a good time, or like a time where I kind of find myself like wanting to procrastinate things because I'm just like kind of over winter. Mm-hmm. Um, that just that may be me, but I think these are going to be really timely for everybody, me included. All right, so let's start off with our first strategy. Strategy number one is to focus on less. Focus on less. Not to be confused with focus on this, but focus on less. So this may seem a little uh, counterintuitive because if you're struggling with procrastination, there's a good chance that your work, your responsibilities, your task list is expanding and it's growing. And maybe you actually are feeling this anxiety of, I can't do it all. And so I don't know if you guys have ever done this. You feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And I can't, I know I can't do it all. And then you end up not doing anything. It, yeah, and it's absolutely. like, if you had just chosen something, even that would have been better. But I think when you have a long, long to-do list to or many different responsibilities or things that are coming due or that you've got to do or you've committed to, that overwhelm is a huge contributor to why you're procrastinating because you feel it's it's really about the feeling you have it's the feeling of i am defeated before i even get started before i even start this i already know that i'm not going to win and so therefore i don't want to experience the pain of losing so i'll just delay i'll just delay i'll just delay have you have either of you felt that way before absolutely Absolutely true. And I think this is where the daily big three really helps, you know, hone your focus. I think for people that are using the system on a consistent basis, it really helps like work against this 
daily, you know, so hopefully you're not getting to that point um, where you're just like, I have so much to do. This practice kind of will prevent that from happening. So by having that smaller list of, you know, a daily big three and narrowing your focus, again, you're going to get more done than just three things. But if you just approach the day of like, hey, to win today, I've got to get this daily big three done, that that fear of overwhelm of just like, I'm going to fail at this before I've even started is kind of solved when you start. And and all that wasted time that you would have by just looking at that never-ending to-do list and, you know, procrastinating on Google Drive or, you know whatever you do to, to, to procrastinate, um, you know, is, is solved and you're able to kind of leave the day feeling like, okay, I got some really great things done. I got the most important things done. So that was uh, strategy number one, focus on less. And we're going to move to strategy number two, which is prioritize clarity. And I think this one is probably the one that's most helpful because we're not just talking about now prioritizing task and you know making sure we're segmenting our highest leverage task but we're actually prioritizing clarity itself do we have clarity even on the task that we're saying we're going to set as a daily big 3 and uh, i think that's that's important as well as making clarity top priority because if not that's where overwhelm creeps in and we feel ourselves start to drift into the google folder activity I think this point is so key for me personally. A lot of times when I find myself procrastinating, it's it's really an issue with clarity. You know, that I just have confusion around what actually needs to get done. I, I'm unsure. I'm confused about the next step. And frankly, I think confusion is one of the greatest friends to procrastination. Let's talk about how we can prioritize clarity. If confusion means we're probably going to procrastinate, how how can we prioritize clarity? You know, the first thing that I think of is we, we mentioned setting a daily big three in the first part. That's actually connected because you have to make some executive decisions about what is most important. I would even say, think about how you write your daily big three. If it says marketing project and that's your daily big three, that actually, you may not realize it, but there's confusion in there because it does it's not a step. You can't do marketing project. You have to make revisions on a PDF or approve advertising copy, right? Make sure that what you're writing down is an actual task. <laughs> if that makes sense, mm-hmm. like make it mm-hmm. uh I picked this up from David Allen, but he talks about writing down your tasks as if you had to delegate it or as if someone off the street would have to know what what you're doing, right? Where you would say, oh, I'm, not that you, obviously you couldn't delegate approving advertising copy to someone that doesn't know how to do that, but to write it with such clarity, because in taking the time to clarify what those things are, mm-hmm. you're, it's almost like your brain starts to get to work as to, oh, right, I can picture myself doing that. I know exactly what I've got to do next. So that, I mean, that's assuming, by the way, that you know what to do next. So I think another right. thing you could do is just to, ask some questions. Now, both of you, probably more so than me, are oftentimes in team environments where stuff is getting passed around, tasks are being assigned. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you creating clarity in that environment? Yeah. I'll say this before I answer that question there. I think often often where clarity is also needed is when, I'll say for me, like I feel like if the work that I'm doing is created or is connected to the larger vision and I have clarity on that as well, then the smaller tasks, I kind of 
I kind of assume, hey, those are connected to the greater vision. And so that helps just me mentally kind of get into the work and, and uh, really narrows down the opportunity for uh, procrastination in my mind. I'll share this story, Courtney. I checked with you beforehand that I could share it because it pertains to your wonderful, amazing team. But <laughs> as we're talking about just, you know, simple things that we can do to kind of get over our own procrastination, it may be something as simple as asking a question. But just to set it up, uh, we're kind of in the process of working with the marketing team on some cross collaborative projects. Now, the marketing team is probably light years ahead than all of our other teams in uh, the Asana platform. They know how to assign tasks, get them done. And uh, and I'm not mentioning names here to protect the awesome and wonderful, but because this is mainly uh, my my downfall here. But uh, so but there's a project we were working on and they're assigning tasks. And I'm like, how did I even get assigned to this task? More importantly, what is this task? Where did it come from? And there's like, you know, signs, there's assignees, there's dates, there's uh, uh, contingencies and all this just amazing stuff um, as far as how uh, marketing assigns these tasks. And I I was like, you know what? There was two or three days where I saw the task pop up. There was some activity in there and I just kept pushing it to the side because I had no context for what this task was. But lo and behold, it came down to me asking a simple question, just sending a message and saying, hey, I'm just we're just kind of getting uh, up to speed with how you guys use Asana. Do you mind just shooting a quick loom just so I can see how to track with these appropriately? So I'm responding in the right areas. And Courtney's team was glad to do it. Five minutes later, I got a loom in my DM and it brought clarity to what was actually going on. And it's going to help me continue to communicate with that team. But it just came down to not pushing it off and pushing it off, but to ask, ask a simple question to get the clarity that I needed to go forward. I think that's such a great question. I think a lot of times we kind of make it harder on ourselves. Absolutely. You know, we just, you know, it's like, it's much easier to just be like, I'll just deal with that later. Um, when really the answer is like a really small, you know, question that you've got to ask in, in a meeting or a Slack message, you know, an email, even a phone call, you know, sometimes yes. like it, it's a like two minute conversation. And then it's like, again, it's like, you're not, holding this thing that you've got to go figure out in your head of like, oh, I've got to figure out Asana and like that task, you know, it's mm -hmm. just out there standing. And so when you can get clear, ask, ask a question, you know, it can open up, you know, a greater path towards completion. And I bet verbs, probably the next time you get something in Asana, you're able to like knock it out, you know, in no time. No, absolutely. And again, that the context your team provided was great. Um, Again, just so we can be on the same page and aligned was the important part there. And it, and then, I mean, truthfully, sometimes it takes us getting over our own pride or maybe a fear that we may have that, you know, we don't want to look stupid or incompetent in front of our, our teammates or something like that. But as long as that, that feeling or those feelings reside, then you're more prone to inviting in that uh, procrastination due to the lack of clarity there. You know what I think is, I mean, interesting here is really you know, with these steps, and especially this one, is examining our thinking that caused the procrastination. And, you know, for this one, you know, you examine it and say like, oh, okay, yeah, I just didn't get clear. You know, I didn't ask the question I needed to, to move forward. I can think so many, you know, times where I've procrastinated, if I just take the time as part of my weekly preview or or just in a moment to think, Okay, what about my thinking you cause that procrastination? You know, it can really bring clarity to what I need to do for the future, not to end up in the same place. 
Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. All right, so that was strategy number two, prioritize clarity. Moving on to strategy number three, automate your startup. Automate your startup. So we talk about a having a ritual, actually four rituals during your day, a, a morning and evening ritual as well as a workday startup and shutdown. And this strategy is something I use every day because the stuff that's easy for me to procrastinate uh, in my work is also the stuff that I don't particularly uh, enjoy doing. It's They're usually not the most important things in the world, but they're the types of things where it's like, boy, if you don't you know, take care of this these administrative tasks, it starts to take a toll over time. And so there's just sort of a consistent upkeep, those types of things. It's great for me to roll that into my startup because the win here, if you struggle procrastinating that sort of thing, is you are taking away the choice. You're taking away the opportunity to say, no, I'm not going to do that. You're taking away the Mm. internal dialogue of, do I feel like doing this or not? The magic is your brain, when you have a ritual, starts to just associate a rhythm of tasks, right? In the same way that you don't consciously think about, oh, I put my left leg in my pants and then my right leg in my pants, you just put your pants on and put your shoes on and you, you know, turn on the car. Like you don't think about those individual steps. And if there's tasks that you consistently procrastinate, like going through your email, for instance, or, you know, routine things you've got to do to contribute to your team in some way, or maybe they're personal tasks, household management type things. Mm-hmm. If you roll that into a ritual, it starts to automate that process. So the decision fatigue of having to go, do I want to do this today? Do I not? I mean, I can go one day without doing that. You delete that conversation and it just becomes an automatic thing that you do without thinking. The closer you can get to do that, the less procrastination will take place, the more consistency you'll build. And it won't become that big of a a deal, I think, uh, in, in your life. So I will say as part of my morning ritual, I built in, (laughs) this is like the lamest thing to procrastinate, but guys, I love (laughs) procrastinating 
laundry, okay? No one in my house likes to do laundry. I mean, does anybody like to do laundry? There's probably some people out there. But as part of my morning ritual, I start laundry every morning. And it's just part of, it's like in my ritual. And so that way, what was happening was every weekend, I was having to spend so much time folding laundry. And I'm like, this is not what I want to be doing on a Saturday. And so I automated that as part of my um, morning ritual so that when I got to the weekend, I wasn't spent, you know, basically all the work I procrastinated for the week having to do it on the weekend. And sure. that, that that's worked really well. Now, I'm trying to teach my five-year-old how to do it. You know, I'll let you know how it is, okay? <laughs> that's a better better version is like delegate the thing altogether, but that's another day. <laughs> That was strategy number three, automate your startup. Strategy number four is anticipate distractions. This is a good one. Obviously, distractions are literally everywhere, as a lot of us uh, over the last couple of years have worked more in our home environments. There's more distractions that may present themselves um, in those in that context, but there's absolutely no escaping them from just the common uh, technological ones like our phones or our favorite websites or just people around you that can tend to be a distraction because, hey, if you're a sociable person, you want to chime in to whatever's going on in the conversation. But at home, you want to clean up, fix, or organize these things just so you can remove those from the equation. I mean, you mentioned laundry, Courtney. I mean, did you ever find yourself working? Obviously, we work remotely from home, but is there ever something in the back of your mind that says, you know what, I can just go ahead and it's washed. I can just go ahead and knock this out and it's done. And then that distraction ends up being a rabbit hole of folding laundry for you. <laughs> oh, you mean, does my <laughs> does my thing that I procrastinate actually become a distraction? Is that what you're exactly. saying? <laughs> exactly. Well, once it's going, it's either laundry now, or, you know, somebody's got to fix these Google folders. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't find that self that being, you know, folding clothes is never a distraction for me. Okay, okay. Um, well, people, I mean, that's a good one because you, I mean, you mentioned you have two younger daughters. If you know, oh, it's a great know, one. They're downstairs and something doesn't sound right while you're upstairs. No, this is <laughs> absolutely, yeah, this is absolutely true. Um, that is the distractions working here are, especially on Fridays, my entire family, my husband's a pastor and so he's off on Fridays. Everybody is here usually on Fridays and I'm upstairs working. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like certain sounds, like one-year-olds screaming, (laughs) you know, or just like something fun that sounds like it's happening downstairs. I'm like, yeah, I, that's real interesting. And so I really have tried to anticipate those distractions with like sound machines, uh, really large headphones, you know, to try to keep basically able to perform my best on Fridays. Otherwise, it's just a constant like pull into like what even just wondering. It's like a little bit of FOMO. Like, what are they doing down there? Um, and even when you go down for like, um, I don't know if y'all find this, but like for maybe you're going to get some more coffee or lunch, it's like really easy to get sucked into whatever activity or things are happening to the point that it distracts you from like what you're actually needing to accomplish for the day. And I, and I try to remind myself like, hey, I need to knock these things out so I can, sh- you know, so I can keep that constraint on the end of my day and be like fully present um, 
with my family rather than kind of doing, trying to do both and, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where, you know, I usually feel the worst. It's like, oh, I'm failing at both of these things. And so just anticipating those distractions and figuring out good ways to transition uh, down to get coffee, but back into work well. (laughs) If you really struggle with distractions and it feels like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm procrastinating, but I can tell by the end of my day that I've indulged in so many distractions that I, I haven't gotten done what I had wanted to get done. And it feels like procrastination. I I have maybe a hot take on distractions, you guys. Right. I think this person should actually embrace distractions, anticipate distractions, mm. but embrace them. And here's what I mean. It's really, really hard to go from, oh yeah, I'm dis- I get distracted easily to I'm going, now that I've identified and I've anticipated these distractions, I'm going to avoid them all day long and eliminate them and just be one fluid, constant stream of uninterrupted productivity. Personally, I actually think there's advantages to strategic distractions, so to speak, or strategic procrastination in a way where you recognize, hey, like I've only got so much mental bandwidth, Um, I'm going to schedule in Rather than over-scheduling myself with, I've got to do this task, this task, this task, this goes back to our first strategy of focusing on less, but I'm going to schedule in distraction time or break time. And I think we've okay. we've done an episode on this before uh, in the past, but maybe it's every hour or every 45 minutes or every 90 minutes or whatever the rhythm is, you just set a timer. I I have like an app on my phone that I do this with. And I just say, okay, great. Now I'm going to just doodle around, look at social media. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go upstairs and, you know, play a a quick game with my daughter or, or have a snack or something like that. I think if you can change the narrative, so much of procrastination, I think is associated. Okay, Nick, I told you this might be a scuba episode. An initial blub blub down as we go deep would be... (laughs) Procrastination is really a problem. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) I think the real problem with procrastination is the perception of yourself when you're procrastinating. And if you feel ashamed, you, in the long run, are way less productive and don't reach your potential. That blub lasted like 15 seconds. I loved it. That was like... Um, So, (laughs) anyway, so my thought is rather than kind of feeling like, oh, I, I can't be distracted or there's too many things. And just say, yeah, like there's going to be distractions. I can anticipate those. I can even schedule in extra bonus time into my day that's just buffer time. And yeah, I'm going to get distracted. But who knows? Maybe you'll think of an amazing idea when you're going out for a walk, scrolling on your phone or when someone interrupts you. But I think anticipation, yeah. allow yourself to embrace it a little bit, schedule it in. And m- most importantly, don't lower the view you have of yourself if you dip into right. distraction on this journey. Blake, since we're in scuba mode, do you ever feel like it's difficult to kind of get back into work mode after even you've scheduled, you know, said distractions, whether it's a walk, whether it's a scroll through social media? What does the on-ramp back into work look like for you? Do you Have you ever violated those boundaries once you've scheduled it? Sure. Yeah, I think that's tough. And that's a good question. To me, uh, it's helpful to to kind of know what your uh, sort of triggers are. We is. talked about automation yeah. and, and activation triggers. Mm-hmm. So especially if you're dipping in and out or there's distractions, to have certain 
triggers. Sometimes that's a physical place, like, okay, when I go into my office and close the door, that's enough. Uh, for me, sometimes I have to uh, listen to something. Like I have a, I use an app that just kind of has this sort of productive music or whatever. And I turn turn on the certain soundtrack, whatever. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, right, I'm working. You know, I've got to shift back into gear. So right. I don't know. Those are a couple of things that work for me, physical context yeah. and some some audio trigger. I mean, we, we could go deeper. So I'm, I have a, one last semi-scuba thing I'm kind of saving for maybe <laughs> a final, final thought. thought that maybe yeah. can, maybe would be another activation for that. But Verbs, do you have anything that you use to kind of, because I know you got kiddos as well and homeschooling and all that happening in your house. So how do you, yeah, how do you um, sink back in? And I actually like your take on that as far as scheduling uh, distractions. Um, but, and I don't, I haven't, I haven't gotten into that too deep, but I do know, you know, cause if we do experience distractions, most of the time we know when they happen, uh, where they're coming from. So for me, if it's my phone, you know, on a particular week, I'm checking email or scrolling through social media. I've just gotten into the habit now of just, you know, just leaving my phone somewhere else in another room. And, you know, during a break time, if I need to check it, then I could do it then. But again, as you mentioned, just being a homeschool uh, family, even today, like when we record our podcast, our children normally are downstairs doing school, but then they know, hey, on these days at this time, we'll go upstairs, we'll do school up there just because they're learning, they're in school mode. And it's, it's, it can be a distraction just because there's extra, you know, noise going on in the background. But um, so we've gotten to the rhythm of, all right, this day, this hour, if you guys are in this area of the house, it's going to be helpful uh, for this process. So the good news is you don't have to give in to procrastination and let it become in between you and your productivity. You can break free from it by focusing on less, prioritizing clarity and automating your workday startup and anticipating the things that distract you. Uh, Blake, I'm going to go straight to you because you said you mentioned you you might have something for this final thought here for our listeners. <laughs> A final thought. OK, um, so this is something that's been super helpful for me, which is the perspective, kind of what I've mentioned in the last strategy is the perspective you have about your procrastination uh, and, and having a perspective that's empowering. So to me, if I'm procrastinating, my perspective is not, come on, man, why are you not, oh, gosh, can't you get anything done and you, mm -hmm. you really should have done this, but rather going, you know, if I'm procrastinating, then that means that something there's some need that I have that's probably not getting met. And if we're just in a constant blitz of I've got to go, go, go and do, 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 um, then we will not know what we need or what's missing and procrastination will persist. So this is kind of another scuba dive, maybe deeper strategy if you struggle with procrastination is, but I'm going to give a really practical piece of advice which is to uh, add in some time either during your day or when you find yourself procrastinating to simply sit quietly, close your eyes and just breathe in and out. You know, you can call it meditation. To me, it's just kind of quiet time. I literally, I'll use a timer and set it for 10 minutes. If I find myself feeling distracted, procrastinating something, and I'll just set a time for 10 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, and just 
actually just embrace some some quiet. And what mm-hmm. I'm trying to what I'm doing is kind of just listening and understanding. Okay, what <laughs> what is it? Because sometimes for some of us, uh, it we procrastinate usually because there's a feeling that we're trying to avoid, a feeling of failure or a feeling right. of embarrassment or a feeling of discovering that we're really not who we hoped we were or something like that. <laughs> Again, not to be too deep, but like a feeling is just a feeling. And you, if you can understand what's missing, understand, oh gosh, I, I think I'm just afraid of feeling this. You mm-hmm. can give yourself space to, to feel a feeling. It may not be pleasant, but guess what? It'll pass. You'll be okay. And then you'll get recharged. Or sometimes I pause and I realize I'm almost falling asleep and I go, oh, I'm exhausted. I am just physically tired. Well, great. Now I know that I can address that in other areas of my life. Or I'll pause and I go, you know what? I'm really bothered. And I'm, what am I bothered? Oh, it's not related to work at all. It's this whole other thing that happened in this different domain of my life, right? If you don't pause, just breathe in and out and kind of give your give yourself, give your brain, give your body a chance to to tell you what's going on. Is this making sense as a as a strategy to just pause and kind of have a, a moment to yes. sort of listen in to go, what is it that I'm missing? What is it that I'm needing? Yes. Yeah. It's making total sense. So what I hear you saying is Nick this weekend when he was picking up poop in his yard. <laughs> Just should have sat down on his front porch. Sat down right there. <laughs> had a quick moment with himself. Why wasn't he doing that business proposal? Why was he instead doing the worst chore of all time? Um, and kind of kind of dug in, you know? Maybe it was. Nick, was it a sense of failure? Were you afraid of getting turned down on that proposal? Boom. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> and so it, even if, you know, maybe not to open kind of a Pandora's box, but e- maybe you uncover something that you can't fully address, but I promise you, you'll right. at least feel a little bit more powerful because you'll understand like, oh, I don't know how to deal with this fear of failure, you know? Yeah. Okay. But you can at least know that it's there, know that that's what's going on and make a, a powerful choice what to do with it uh, down the road. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll pause and I go, you know what? I, what I, I'm like, what do I need? I need to do something fun. I need to like go outside and like, or, you know, I need to call up Courtney and be like, listen, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I, I, I need to get into this Peloton craze because I find myself <laughs> needing to just burn some energy or something, right? But if you don't pause, uh, you'll go undiagnosed, you know, and the yeah. real roots of why you're procrastinating will go undiagnosed and guess what? Then it's just going to be that much harder to get out of it and actually build and do what you want to build and do. So that's my final thought. Well, thank you all for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the Internet. So share it with your friends. and Don't forget to join our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. Yes, we will be here next week. Yes, it will be another great episode. But until then, stay Stay focused. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.